a cricketing view an irregular podcast about cricket and other things welcome to episode 8 of a cricketing view podcast my guest today is suresh menon suresh has been an observer of indian cricket and of the bcci for decades now he writes a regular column for the hindu titled between wickets which i read and he is also associated with the western india almanac welcome suresh very thanks, wonderful thanks to so have much, you thanks so much karthik lovely lovely to be here these are these are momentous times in the bcci aren't they the new constitution and then the first former india captain becoming bcci president in modern times well when when you put it specifically like that yes these are momentous times but if you wait for another couple of weeks we we'll, the momentous times will be back to the old times if if the bcci has its way the bcci deep state seems to have have its own you know life it seems to be able to sort of withstand you know the vicissitudes of other powerful institutions like the supreme court and the the the, the reason actually is 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 simple because this cricket is the one thing that unites the the ruling party the opposition the the hangers on the fringe parties all of them because they all have a stake in it in some way or the other in some state or the other so every time there is a there is a move towards reform they 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 fight against it and and things never get uh, really done so we are we are now in a funny state where yes we have a former cricketer as the president of the board and the former cricketer as a president of the board is beginning to behave exactly like former presidents of the board who were not cricketers but you know played played political games so it's 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 uh, back to the old whatever what does that say about the old whatever this is something i want to explore here what what is our expectation of the old whatever and what does the fact that saurav ganguly has in the very first agm after he took over as bcci president approved changes which basically dilute the loda reforms and they're now going to put them to a vote they're going to get into a court battle about them probably what what does that say about what the imaginary bcci is in our minds as cricket fans and the actual institution what is the gap there is there a gap it's like this uh, cricket fans are some of the most optimistic breed of people on earth especially <laughs> indian cricket fans and especially cricket fans of certainly cricket fans of my generation and maybe a, a slightly younger generation because in the old days there was no question of winning matches there was no question of winning series it was enough if gavaskar made 100 if vishwanath made 100 and if we fought sort of valiantly and this was this was a big thing we lose a test match in headingly by by an innings or something and but tiger putaudi makes 140 and that was a huge thing so it's 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 been Uh, i think our expectations in the early days were limited which meant that the the official bcci the, the official dumb in bcci were, were perfectly happy to play their little games now what has happened is that the indian team is doing remarkably well and uh, but but the response from the fans is the same the fans are telling themselves it doesn't matter you know these guys have their fights and their politics and whatever but india is winning so it doesn't matter so it didn't matter when india were losing and it didn't doesn't matter when india is winning so despite you know 24 hour television and everything and and the media and everything the board thinks that it's it it it, it can take advantage of this you know and and make sure that they don't get uh, sort of the focus on themselves so much i also have another theory which in recent years has has you know is that we had this wonderful story we when we were children we read this wonderful story about the king vikramaditya who yeah. always spoke the truth who always gave pronounced judgments that were absolutely fair and so on and years later when he died or whatever and there was a little mound and there was a little boy shepherd boy who sat on it and as soon as he sat on it he could he would only speak the truth he would only provide the perfect judgments etc the moment he moved away from there you know he became just like anybody else so <laughs> that was how powerful king vikramaditya was and i think the board is a bit like that you know whatever happens uh, you know saurav ganguly might be a cricketer respected cricketer outside of all that others might be, have their own you know businessmen or or whatever politicians outside that as soon as they sit on this bcci mound so to say they become bcci they become exactly like the officials of bcci of the last 
seven, eight decades. So there's something, I, I don't know to answer your question, I don't know what it is that, I think what they realize is, realize is that, oh, we have the power to do things, we have the power to keep ourselves in power, and, and why should we let it go? We'd be foolish if we let it go. So it, 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 it's a whole lot of things, uh, forces working at the same time, which, which is why when you say momentous, momentous, yes, but with reservations. What is the power of the BCCI president? I mean, it's an honorary position. It's an elected position. So presumably you have to keep your constituents happy. You have to keep the members happy. You, know, you have to allocate matches for them. You have to make sure that they get a fair shake in the domestic tournaments. You have to distribute money in a way which they will consider as fair. You have to protect them when they get into trouble and so on and so forth. You know, and even with the constitutional reforms, that basic sort of relationship which makes it very difficult for top-down, you know, wholesale top-down change has not changed, isn't it? It's still there. It's still a member association. It is still very much a member association, and and the fact that it's it's not it's not it's uh, the the president or the office bearers aren't actually paid, except for the selectors, and you know, and and that's not a great deal of money. But uh, what happens is they have access to huge amounts of funds, which they yeah. can then very generously distribute to to sort of keep everybody happy, as you said, and and make sure that uh, the opposition doesn't get too strong. And the politicians jump into it, as I was saying earlier. This is one thing that unites all, all the parties because everybody has a stake in it, which is also the reason why the reforms don't get, uh, don't go beyond a particular point. I do want to get into the history of the BCCI uh, because I think you're, you've been watching the institution for a long time. You know, you were talking about how people who are otherwise prone to, you know, radical ideas and forward thinking once they become BCCI officials, it's like an avatar which shapes all their behavior, seemingly. That, and that is uh, the power of the BCCI, which to answer an earlier question of yours, <laughs> that is the power of the BCCI. It, it, the, the, the BCCI-fication of you know, people who, 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 who come into those positions is, is one of the more fascinating aspects of cricket administration in the country. The history of cricket administration is a, is, a, is a history of where the patronage has come from, isn't it? I mean, in the early days, it was the princely states and the princelings. After independence, it was the corporations. And so the game grew in the big cities because that's where the corporations had their offices. You know, Mafatlal, Nirlan, State Bank of India. Then cable television came along. And so now, isn't that where the power really is? Well... Cable, cable television has the power in certain ways, and mm -hmm. and you, you you probably put your finger on it, but they don't. I don't think they quite realize what that power is and how they can use it. Uh, like like power in any context. I mean, it can be used either to ensure that things go on smoothly, or it can be used as as part of the BCCification process, which is that even in the days of the Maharajas, for example. The, the 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 Patialas and the Vijayanagarams didn't do it because they wanted to do something for the game. That was a, that was an aspect of it. But the larger the larger issue involved was ego to show the power to flex muscle and that sort of thing. And that that is a that is a BCCI legacy too. The theory is uh, still remains the same. And this this uh, wonderful theory that's been going around for a few years now that. Only cricketers can make good administrators. It's ridiculous because they're two two completely different uh, uh, jobs. If if cricketers make good administrators, like for example, Anil Kumble was the president of the Karnataka State Cricket Association. Javgal Srinath was the secretary. Before them, Brijesh Patel was the president. There, there's a certain informed decision making that is not always available when they are in, uh, you know thrown into other other spheres. So I, I don't know. I don't know. That's a bit of wishful thinking, really. We often decry, you know, Mr. Shah and Mr. Modi and Mr. Pawar and various party politicians and running for BCCI office or, you know, MCA office or Gujarat office, you know, or, you know, we decry Mr. Srinivasan or, you know, there's no reason for India Cements, for instance, 
to get involved in cricket any more than there is for the BJP or the Congress to get involved in cricket directly. But this is not new, isn't it? I mean, Mr. Yeah, exactly, Salve. Exactly my point, yes. It's not Mr. Salve and Mr. Sindhya were all ministers in the government. Why has the BCCIA remained private and B attracted the attention of political power or those pursuing political power? Because of the enormous publicity, free publicity they get, because yeah. of the enormous influence they, they, they have. I mean, look at, look at the amount of monies that, that keep floating around. I mean, forget the television money. I mean, just, just you know, I think, I think uh, the average, the average uh, office bearer, uh, you know, virtually for the, for the period that he's in office, virtually doesn't have to spend for anything else. Plus, he has the advantage of, uh, uh, you know, <coughs> walking shoulder to shoulder with, uh, you know, Virat Kohli yeah. and stuff like that. And that's a huge thing. That's a huge, especially, I, I, I don't know, I asked Greg Chappell this many years ago. I don't know. I, I don't know if it's unique to India. I don't know if this sort of uh, uh, fame or fo uh, fortune by connection, so to say, is, is unique to India or whether it's, it's a part of human nature. I, uh, Greg, Greg thought that uh, it wasn't unique, but it was extra sort of uh, extra loaded in India. And I suppose that's that's part of it, too. I mean, someone, yeah. for example, I, let me give you an example. Uh, Someone like uh, N. Srinivasan, who was, who was the president, secretary and then president, and who really would have continued as everything in, in the old BCCA fashion if he hadn't gone out to support his son-in-law uh, in, the, in the IPL sort of uh, betting uh, scam. And uh, he insisted on, on that. He, he put sort of uh, family before propriety or whatever. But... But the important thing is, Srinivasan himself is, I think, this is a personal view, uh, is not is not is not financially corrupt, and uh, he has genuinely done a lot for cricket at a at a very uh, basic level, at the club level, at the uh, grassroots level, which is the which is the cliche, wants to have a legacy, as as he once said, you know, leave a legacy behind for Indian cricket. Unfortunately, he had this other problem, and. Equally, unfortunately, I think a lot of people who have uh, have replaced him or are uh, aspiring to replace him or hope that he is out of the picture do not have his kind of genuine interest in the sport. So this, th these are the things you've got to balance out. I mean, right now, right now, he's probably uh, sitting and working out how, how the old order can, you know, remain, uh, come back as a new order. Uh, because he's a man, he's, he's an extremely intelligent man who, can, who, who, who has done this before, yeah. who knows how to do things, who knows, who knows uh, uh, what shall I say, where the bodies are buried. So uh, it's, it's an interesting, it's a fascinating, uh, he, I find him extremely fascinating. I've probably written more criticizing him over the years than anyone else. He, he knows how to tap a person's weakness. And I think that's uh, one of the things that has kept the old order going in, 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 the, in the BCCI. It's it's a it's a fascinating game of uh, wait my time will come, as he's supposed to have said uh, after the recent BCCI uh, elections. Uh, apparently, he he is supposed to have said you know sort of channeling his inner, inner Arnold Schwarzenegger. He's supposed to have said we are back. <laughs> so I mean, it's hard to argue with he's, that. He's a, he's a he's a fabulous uh, study actually. I I, I think. Uh, He's, he's a terrific study in this whole, all, all these things that you're looking at, the why do things happen and how are they made to happen? I think he's a fascinating study. I mean, it's hard to argue with him. I mean, he's he is back right now, isn't yeah, he? Yeah, exactly, exactly. <laughs> but I, I do, I am increasingly fascinated by fandom and what people expect and how people see institutions like, like the BCCI. And there seems to be this idea that some kind of frictionless quote unquote governance is possible you know and it seems to me that there's a tension between you know this business this idea of governance and the reality of politics and and i wonder whether sometimes whether in this aspiration for you know the the perfect governor the perfect savior you know this is what i think is behind a lot of the optimism behind saurav ganguly that 
somehow he'll be able to glide above the realities of political gravity and you know just do things because they are the right thing to do as if that is a settled idea you know that it is known what the right things are it's just a matter of someone doing them and i wonder whether so the way we talk about these things does a disservice to politics sometimes you know because politics is not a bad thing right politics is yeah, still the yeah, best yes. way we've invented so far of negotiating power exactly mm-hmm. exactly no i i i i i get what you're saying saying and i agree with it to a large extent that uh, and and that's not just true of this case not just true of you know cricket administration versus you know the the ideal versus uh, the reality i i suppose that's true of you know ceos of big companies and 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 prime ministers and presidents and 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 i think that's that's a part of the human condition part of the sort of uh, what shall i say irrational belief in this is caused by uh, what i think is is uh, you need to have you need to have some area uh, which an artificial area like sport for example wh- where you can sort of pour in all these wonderful uh human qualities and all these wonderful uh, uh qualities that make you feel happy or 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 virtuous or superior or whatever to the to the lesser animals and 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 sport is an excellent field for that because you know the guy the 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 guy takes a catch or first bounce and and uh, umpire gives the batsman out to the fielder but fielder because he's virtuous and because it is sport recalls him and and you know that that's that's a wonderful thing to do because you know it's it's the right thing to do to to uh, go back to your phrase that is the right and proper thing to do and sport sport gives you an opportunity to do the right thing to do the proper thing and i think we make the mistake of extending that kind of philosophy into sports administration right and and because this because sport is played in one way we expect the administration and the administrators to be uh, to play along the same lines and that as you said seldom happens and and i think a lo- uh, uh, there is either disappointment because because of the expectation or there is largely indifference it doesn't matter what happens in the bcci as i was saying earlier so long as india wins test matches and one day matches and world cups and stuff which is wonderful because i i, I remember writing when when the ipl uh, scandal broke i remember saying that uh, uh, i have two invitations for the ipl final but as a as a mark of protest and this is on an online platform is that as a mark of protest i shall not be going for the ipl match and i don't think you know and 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 various things but the gist of it being i i, I don't think i should be going for the uh, for this ipl match uh, despite being invited and within within about 3 3 minutes of that appearing online i had a what 200 calls saying asking me can i have those passes <laughs> <laughs> we some of us at least uh, tend to uh, as as you say and 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 i get you perfectly there some of us tend to expect a lot whereas uh, uh, things are just as they are because that's how a they have been and b uh, they are most likely to be so the exception is not the exception is not the guy who who uh, uh, plays into the politics of the system the exception is the guy who who rises above that and those are very few and i think overall overall the fan the fan is saying well as long as uh, you know the game doesn't suffer i i don't even know if he's if he's actually rationalizing it like that he 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 probably thinks sort of uh, instinctively probably thinks as long as the game is fine as long as i can watch so many matches on television every year so long as i can uh, go and watch some matches live so long as there's fun and games at the ipl it doesn't matter to me you know whether uh, saurav ganguly has made uh, political deals or whether srinivasan is pulling the strings from the back or whether you know Uh, india is fighting with the 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 bcci is fighting with the icc all the time it doesn't matter to me because my interest is basically cricket and i'm not going to fill my he- fill my head with all this other stuff well that's that's also a, a fairly comfortable and consistent philosophy that's that's been quite striking because if 
if you talk to Chennai Super Kings fans, and and this is a new cult with in in the in the game <laughs> in this decade, yeah. uh, they don't mind the fact that Mr. Srinivasan still owns the franchise. No, exactly, uh, you know, exactly. And he and, has done a lot of good. He has done a lot yeah. of good for cricket in, in in Chennai, in Tamil Nadu, which people are aware of. And and he has helped out people. He has he has. I mean, you he to some extent, Mr. Jagmohan Dalmia was like that. A, a cricketer yeah. could take up an issue to him, a problem, and he would, if not through the system, at least personally help out. Of course, the Chennai Super King fan is is a, is, a, is a completely different animal because you don't get that kind of passion. Anywhere else in the country, in among any of the other IPL teams, so that's that's a, that's a slightly different. I mean, it's not a it's not a uh, normal in inverted commas uh, reaction in in the country. For him, it's perfectly uh, it makes perfect sense to accept the good and the bad and decide that uh, that's fine. I mean, it, it's uh, I don't even know if it's bad, but uh, I I accept the whole picture, which is a wonderful philosophy too. It is a wonderful philosophy. Well, the paradoxical thing in it is that the same Chennai Super Kings fan who's completely on board with, you know, oh well, oh it's fine, Srinivasan owns it. Oh fine, you know, uh, the new temporary franchise in Pune, you know, we killed it off, and now, yeah. you know, Dhoni is back with us. Excellent, mm-hmm. all good. This is the same fan who holds up in Ganguly the hope of, you know, that frictionless master. Administrator, you know, who will you know wave a wand and everything will be well. And 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 sometimes I think that both of these are essentially the same point of view. Yes. You know, it it's sort of this the same. I mean, cricket seems to be a repository of all our fantasies, you know, in these very very weird ways. And it's not just about you know Virat Kohli's cover drive or you know Tendulkar's straight drive. You know, this platonic ideal of Things will just work out. I don't want to know the details. I don't want to know anything. Exactly. Spare me the details. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Uh, absolutely. And but I think there's there's one sort of element that has not been given its 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 credit uh, in in this whole business in the last. I'm just talking about the last few years. Uh, the fact that the Indian cricket team has been doing well under yeah. under, under Dhoni under Virat, it's been doing exceptionally well. They've been number one, etc. They won World Cups, Champions Trophy, etc. My my sort of feeling is that were India not to do so well, were India to be in in, in uh, you know losing series after series, not qualifying for World Cup uh, knockouts, etc., etc. If the team were doing really badly, then you know questions would be asked in Parliament, and you know people would you know burn effigies and you know that sort of thing. And that is when that is when the BCCI is activities actions acts would all come into the focus but uh, as i've written many times earlier uh, the bcsa has been incredibly lucky that these uh, the cricket boys the boys in the field have, have have really saved them from a lot of embarrassment simply by yeah. simply by uh, doing as well as they have that's true in yeah, that's true i think in the current era under especially under dhoni and kohli in the yeah, current i'm talking decade. about this limitedly a last last decade or so yes even in the ganguly era when you know there were a couple of years when the results were really sketchy you know there were the results were good in 2002 and 2003 yeah. either side of that it was all you know quite you know below we were losing more than we were winning india and you know at the beginning of this decade there was you know a 12 15 month period when you know everybody was suddenly very old together and you know we realized that everybody was at the end you know within a few months of each other and it has always struck me that at times like that the bcci is very very good at protecting the players oh, yes. you know it's like they they close ranks and they shut shop and you know they don't do knee jerk things like you know like you know pakistan will sack a captain yep. like you know every 6 months just like you know for no good reason really you know that they drop perfectly good players for no good reason one of the things that has always that seem it seems to me at least in my lifetime is that 
the bcci has always understood that the national like the senior men's team is their golden goose and that that must be protected at all costs you know that 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 must be you know there's a line below that and there's no nonsense with that you know no i think that's they, a, that's that's absolutely true that's absolutely true and that's that's a very sort of pragmatic approach see the the, the whole the whole idea of of the bcci is not that there 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 are a bunch of uh, politicians who have no interest in the game and also please remember that despite everything despite all these things and all these terrible things that you know has ha- that have happened and that one has talked about the fact is that the bci is still the best run sports body in the country they have a system in place there is a definite sort of uh, 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 graduation from the junior levels to the international level there are tournaments there are age group tournaments there's the national coaching academy there are national coaching schools a first class cricketer who sees a, a, a career of about say 15 to 20 years can make a living out of the game yeah as Very as a good player now. and a good living now which is not something that can be said about sportsmen in any other sport of course tennis players do that but that's in their individual capacity and the national body has nothing to do with that yeah i mean the in other sports you have to basically be an international competitor to you have to be an international it. competitor and you have to be your own man you cannot depend yeah. on on the on the national body you know because uh, and and there it seems to me that you know the 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 iceberg and not just the tip which is the top three or four officials of the bcci that's that's what so that's the engine which runs all this isn't it i mean because the bcci has all these tentacles you know i always i always think of jaspreet bumrah in this context you know yes. because jaspreet bumrah on the one hand is this poster child of the ipl you know discovered by john wright mm. on one of his uh, scouting missions for mumbai indians you know that it's the perfect story for how corporate uh, investment you know helps blah 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 right but the point is that john right the most he could do for mumbai indians was point at jaspreet bumrah yeah. when the, when games have to be produced for jaspreet bumrah to actually play and yeah. develop those games are all gujarat cricket association games yeah. or india under under age group games or yes. india a games or you know sayyad mushtaqali games or whatever so that machinery someone is funding it someone is making sure that all those trains run on time you know someone is making sure that where cricketers used to basically come from you know bombay between say nariman point and bandra and some parts of bangalore and some parts of chennai and some parts of kolkata and some parts of delhi uh, and some parts in punjab and some parts in rajkot and the you know the old legacy mm-hmm. legacies left behind by the kings and princes that players are coming from other places as well someone has made sure of that and there it seems to me that there's a whole lower level bcci tentacles you know the, the tentacles of the bcci octopus which never seem to sort of figure in the public imagination of the bcci so i keep wondering whether you know it's a matter of presentation in so many ways in other words does bcci need its ken burns i think bcci needs to talk up its uh, you know its achievements rather than uh, leave it to uh, people like me to you know talk yeah. about the more negative uh, areas but the fact but the fact remains that in today's atmosphere in today's cricketing world in india it is virtually impossible for a uh talent to slip through the system yeah and that is and that is saying a huge thing when you when you when you you know put in the fact that the country is so huge that you know talent could emerge from areas where cricket might not even be played i mean this is where you know television comes in a lot of a lot of a lot of that generation of cricketers the the ones you were talking about the the tendulkars and dravids and dhonis and that generation they they were uh, they grew up uh, inspired by the 1983 world cup win 
and that's yeah. you know that's that's the role that television has played then yeah. what happened then at the at the, at the, at the, uh, another sort of equally sort of important sort of uh, uh, formula so to say in this is that when a person when a person does well from a particular part of the of, of the country he inspires people in the same area i mean kerala yeah. when when i was growing up kerala was considered not just when i was growing up when i was when i started working kerala was considered the backwaters i mean my my grandparents when i visited kerala would say that cricket is only played by madmen you know that's that's you know <laughs> football is the only sport but now now kerala has produced in the last few years kerala has begun to produce cricketers of international renown and i think i think the system as you said the system uh, ensures that nobody slips through i mean in in the old days even in the in the big centers even in the in the major centers you could have somebody who 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 was ignored or who who didn't make it beyond a particular level because of either politics or lack of information or because uh, the parents felt that the academic uh, life was better suited or the, or the or the person himself thought uh, there's nothing in sport for him but that is no longer the case now because as soon as and 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 there are these scouts as you say there are these scouts who are, who are sort of fanned out across the country and not just ipl which also has a strong sort of uh, uh, scouting system but even even the average even the average uh, sort of ranji team like karnataka not all the not uh, i i don't think even the majority of cricketers come from uh, bangalore they come from they come from all over and this uh, this i think began to happen to to a large extent under 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 saurav ganguly who uh, who who encouraged people from you know butch and chalandar and and yeah palari vattam and stuff uh, and places like that which had never which you know there was hardly any cricket being played there the system is very strong even if a person looks like he's going to be missed out because for, for because of the uh, politics in a particular place he's got he's got enormous choice he can he can he can shift his state he can go to another place or within the system because thanks to the same politics if 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 x thinks that uh, y is not good enough there's always a or b or c who thinks that of course y is good enough yeah. if for no other reason than to tell x that he doesn't know his game you know what i'm saying so there's it's it's a it's a self correcting system in that sense what has what seems to have happened is a massive expansion of the game you know because you know we used to always talk about you know well we are a nation of a billion people and australia is a nation of what 11 million or whatever it is now 17 million and how can they beat us but the point is in cricket terms we are we used to be a nation of only about 10 or 12 that, that's million that's about that's true in fact amazingly i i, I saw a television uh, a uh, program in in uh, Austra- on one of the australian channels or it yes. might have been a newspaper uh, video where where serious australian cricketers and writers uh, sat down after after india's tour of australia and yeah. and said something that i had uh, heard uh, only the reverse of which is that they were saying that i think it's i think it's time we began to copy a system like india's so yeah <laughs> there you go victory yeah. victory is the ultimate solvent it sort of you know it's a solution for everything you know and and everybody wants to know what what that secret is did did money really free the bcci or was there always this impulse to expand or was it a holding operation for many years in the 70s or 80s i think to a large extent uh, it probably happened in the mid 90s when when television yeah. came into it in a big way because in the old days for in the in the days of doordarshan covering cricket the board had to actually pay doordarshan yeah. to 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 report the matches and and it took mm-hmm. it it took it was a it was a huge sort of uh, uh, huge mental sort of shift to imagine yeah. that the reverse could happen you know manifold and you know so many times more than uh, they thought possible so i think i think television uh, cable television india winning the world cup and the yeah. fact that they realized bcc realized that we we've been you know putting the cart before the horse and all this you know that's that's a wrong way of going about things uh, they began to sell the game much better yeah. than they had ever done before 
there wasn't really that much that much money for for for. I mean, there's a famous story that Vishen Bedi loves to say, where he says that they used to get 250 rupees a day per test match, and they beat New Zealand in four days, so their fifth day's pay was docked. You know, <laughs> so stuff like that. So it's not a sort of a continuum from the sort of 70s, 80s into the 90s, 70s, 80s, and then the sudden sort of you know enormous jump. Yeah, so it it was sort of a conceptual shift more than uh, in an economic shift. Yeah, because things fell into place. Uh, yeah, a, a whole lot of things fell into place, which didn't happen or wasn't possible in the seventies. Speaking of the conceptual shift, one of the sort of the common refrains of every single BCCI president, you know, in the last twenty years, actually going even further back, starting from you know the first Dalmia regime. Has been about India's position in the in the world game, you know. And you know, last week or two weeks ago, it it happened again with Saurav Ganguly saying, "Ah, oh, well, the ICC has to give us more money." And now, you know, the big three boards are saying, "Well, the ICC can't have this extra tournament because, you know, when the ICC has an extra tournament, the ICC makes the money and we don't make the money. And you know, we want to use the calendar to make money ourselves, and not why should we play for the ICC?" while when we are already doing so much in in most of these arguments so far there has always been a corrective voice within the bcci right so when mr shrinivasan was trying to get away with the mayappan thing uh with his you know sham inquiry and yes. the two the report which came out in like a few days which said ah yeah nothing to see yeah. here it's all very nice wonderful uh there was someone in bcci who took him to court yes right Uh, and that's how this whole mudgal loda story started but in this one area where it's bcci against the icc is there a corrective voice because i'll tell you why because i i did an episode with daniel norcross and he's a test match special commentator yeah. but one of the things he said and and it stayed with me is this idea that for the game to thrive it has to stay competitive you know so the bcci can you know blow everybody out of the water by having this enormous pool of talent and you know build two test teams which will beat everybody in the world in the near future you know in the next 10 years that's probably going to happen if the current trends continue but if they have nobody to play against uh, this is going to be a problem right so the now to us as, as outsiders looking in and hobbyists who are obsessive about cricket you know we can see the wisdom of this point right you know that you need like a pool of teams which will be roughly competitive so that you know the the cricket is firstly fun and be competitive and you know it's interesting to the public but is there a voice within bcci which understands this or is this likely to be a bcci blind spot i i see there's a whole whole lot of new faces in in the bcci right now Yeah. A and B, we don't yet know who has been upset by what has been done in which corner of India by the by the BCCI or any of its affiliates. So, so the the the, the I think it's, it may not be a fair thing to say, but I think that some of the some of the uh, uh, dissenting voices that you spoke about. were not dissenting so much in on behalf of the sport as on yeah. behalf of themselves which is of also course. fine which is which is fine yeah. too i mean you know if if the if in the in the larger interests of cricket your personal interests help fair enough yeah so therefore right now in this as you, uh, in this particular uh, setup uh, they are so the bcci and its affiliates across the country are so happy that they have finally uh, regained control of cricket in the country that uh, they may not immediately be any sort of uh, which which is why i i i wrote in a piece today where i said that the the bcci needs three quarters uh, 75% uh, assent to the to all these changes that they are planning in their constitution but it might well be they might well get 100% because i can't really see anybody who has an objection to you know keeping the uh, supreme court out continuing beyond the age of 70 uh, 
cutting down on this whole uh, uh, cooling off period and stuff like that. So, what, whatever, whatever reform is is a is an offshoot of personal ambition will be carried out. But whatever yeah. reform affects them, or on the other hand, doesn't affect them, is, is, that they're indifferent to, may not may not find a may not find a voice. So that's that's really. I think the position right now. Yeah, because I mean, I think you're exactly right about this. Because when when the whole announcement came with uh, you know Mr. Shah and Mr. Ganguly and uh, all the others, and it turned out that none of the positions were contested. Yes. You know, it did suggest that you know they all agreed about some important yes. thing. You know, <laughs> and, and everybody everybody got something. So yeah, that, which was more important to yeah. them. Than exactly. you know, contesting for the top job. Exactly. This is the whole premise of the BCCI being organized as a federation of members, isn't it? That that the some collective interest emerges through the contestation of individual interests. Exactly. Right? Uh, you know, uh, there's some majority somewhere or some consensus somewhere, and you know, things which don't have a majority have no chance. But nevertheless, that disputing, that that dissenting voice remains. You know, it, it it's not and that that disputing voice in every meeting, everywhere, the person will lose, but he will say, you know, I disagree, blah 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 blah, right? And of course, whether it's whether it's minuted or not, whether you know all the shenanigans, the usual shenanigans which happen in this, where you know. You know, as the saying goes, minutes are about protecting officials, not yes. recording the reality, and exactly. so on and so forth. All these things will happen, but this is where I think the the this is this it seems to me is the one of the BCCI's blind spots for which it is not designed to to encounter. You know, which is its relationship to the rest of the world. You know, and if it becomes like this gigantic like monster, you know, then. It may not realize that you know devouring everybody else is not in its best interest. What what the BCCI has done cleverly is got on board Australia and England. England, yeah. So now, however you look at it, they are the big three. Till 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 India Pakistan matches are played again. I mean, yeah, that will be bigger than any of these other things. But the point is that. Uh, India are in a India are in a wonderful position to, and have been for some time to bully, to you know force other other countries to do what they want, and and that has also now reached a stage where they don't even have to do anything. Other countries will assume what India wants to do and do it themselves. Yeah, I mean, so it's 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 a it's a, <laughs> it's, it's it's a it's a position that uh, I personally. Think is not good for cricket as, as yeah. a sport, but uh, from an Indian perspective, the argument has always been when Australia and England had the had the veto power. This is exactly what they were doing. Yeah. So, so my argument is that I, I mean these things are in you know cycles, circle, uh, cycles. You know they come in circular things, and and at some point when when you know it's it's not that it's not that these other countries are in love with India. They're in love with India's mm -hmm. money. Which is something yeah. that India have to realize, and they have to make that distinction clear in their own minds. At some point, you know, if if it happens that India doesn't have the kind of power uh, it does now, then all these other countries will easily gang up, and 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 you would have set back cricket for a number. India will recover, but you would have set back cricket for 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 quite a, a, a period of time. So it's 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 a difficult thing. It may not happen. It may not happen in our lifetimes, for example. Yeah. But yeah. it could at some. You have you have created a, a system when it where it could possibly happen in the future. Maybe I don't know, three, four, five decades later. But if yeah. if the argument it's it's a it's a climate it's a climate change argument. If, it, if the argument is that it's not going to happen to me, and you know I'm sure the uh, 50 years down the line they'll find a solution for it. Then there's there's little you can do. Finally, I want to sort of look to the future, and I want to do it through this question, and and it's the question of club versus country, you know. And BCCI has already confronted this question in an interesting way, you know, in that there was a ruling against the BCCI by the Competition Commission, 
which basically turned on the question of you know can the bcci simultaneously be a regulator and a proprietor you know so can it own the ipl and regulate cricket at the same time you know this is the same as the air india story you know can the government yeah. regulate airlines and own its own airline and so on. um and you know politically and in in broader fields like medicine and stuff uh, there is an argument for a public alternatives to private competition because it mm. keeps the private competition honest and so on and so yeah. forth by providing a non profit alternative but is there a is there a conflict there and how does the club versus country equation play out in the future you know what are the interests how does the bcci balance the interests of the international game versus the balance, interests of the ipl for example because in, increasingly the ipl is producing more revenue more cable revenue more and you know there's going to be a clamor for expansion it's going to go to 10 and then 12 and then you know 6 weeks and yes. then 8 weeks and then 10 weeks and and the one finite element in all this is the calendar there are only 365 days in the year and virat kohli can only be flogged yes. so many times <laughs> yes right uh, you can't flog him like 10 months of the year right he be, he won't survive that even with his enormous yes. fitness so this is a problem in the future right this it seems to me this is the big flashpoint of the coming decade for the bcci they are, and they are the ones who have to resolve this right because they have the power right now to shape what the next generations chris gales and the next generations brendan mccullums and and the next generations lasit malingas do isn't it exactly exactly and and, and to be honest i don't think they have given it to thought because uh uh it's 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 a question right now of uh let's not rock the boat yeah you know while the going is good etc but the fact is but the fact is that it is it is a it is a huge question that it, it, there's actually two ways of looking at it uh, a player a player i mean i i i know players uh, who would rather play the ipl than you know slog the way through getting into the indian team etc etc and and uh, you you are going to have a situation where you cannot uh, uh, you know you can of course write out all kinds of contracts with the national team but you cannot you cannot do much about the next generation ne- next level of players so how are you going to how are you going to stop a say a good ranji player from from you know it's it, you can't keep him from his from his uh, livelihood livelihood and which is an old argument that cricket has faced before so what happens what happens is that that that's it so that uh, uh, that's one part of one sort of scenario uh, another scenario is that you can over it there could be an overkill of ipl there could be a mm-hmm. uh nobody knows obviously nobody can work out what is that optimum uh point uh, of balance between you know I, i so many days of ipl so many teams so many tournament uh, so many matches versus international i mean uh you can you can sort of see the rcb bangalore getting support over 6 weeks in a year or whatever 8 weeks in a year over a period but i cannot really see rcb uh let's assume that you know they have decided board board decides or it has come to pass that 365 days of ipl you're going to have in a year and and the rcb supporter is, is is guaranteed a match every 3 days or whatever throughout the year i mean that's that's clearly overkill and that's clearly something that's going to put him off therefore you work backwards at what point does it not become does it sort of tip over and and mm. i don't think i don't think that the board has even thought of these things i don't think the board has even worked out uh, scenarios possibilities you know a b c d over over because the the ipl success itself initially came as a huge surprise and then yeah. and then ipl became this huge thing that uh, uh, that is so huge that now the board has been uh, in that sense protecting its players refusing them permission to play in in, in other leagues across the world and increasingly it might come to pass that the respective like like in soccer the, the respective sort of t20 leagues across the world will be the ones that f- 
finally call the shots 50 yeah. years from now or whatever but what is to india's advantage right now you know short term is that they are a very strong they are very strong supporters of test match cricket yeah new president is the old president was the captain is and 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 this is this is not a this is a very definite thing i mean yeah. they they want to play test matches and the other other the ipl i mean they, they very cutely call it a domestic tournament and you know that sort of thing <laughs> but but the fact is but to come back to your sort of philosophical question of how can how can bcci uh, both run and and regulate the ipl i i, I don't know i don't know the sort of what the legal position would be uh, if if somebody again like one of our gentlemen who did it earlier took the bcci to court and said you know you can't run the ipl uh, because of this, uh, yeah. this there is a there is a fundamental you know sort of conflict of interest here and how yeah. you're going to sort that out so interesting days ahead i mean if if nothing i mean we 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 live as 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 the old saying goes we live in interesting times certainly there there's this image of the bcci as you know the zombie deep state never changing timeless political institution internally it has its politics and its dispute resolution you know let's call them mechanisms and uh, you know it has its system of consensus and argument and it seems that out of all this emerges you know this world of cricket as we see it do do we need to understand this world better or do they need to change the way they behave oh if we don't if we do not understand this world better uh, they are not going to change the way they behave i think i think i think we've got to, both 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 have to come come together if if it really has to make a difference because understanding understanding that better is 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 a useful tool towards hoping that things change from the bcci side and i think what the supreme court once tried to do and now i don't know where that they stand on the whole issue is is to uh, bring uh, is to drag the uh, bcci kicking and screaming into the 21st century and uh, mm. it's 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 been a long and 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 often painful process but have we got anywhere i mean that's that's really the question i think i think we are all living in the bcci century if that were true that's fine too but <laughs> unfortunately <laughs> which comes which ties up with your with your original uh, question about Are we, do we expect too much of of the bcci perhaps we do and perhaps we should yeah i mean indifference is a great is a great motivator for the other for the uh, other well i wouldn't like to say other side but for the other set of people that uh, yeah. who who you ought to be interested in more deeply uh, on that note mr menon thank you very much uh, this has been a great pleasure Thanks Karthik it's been wonderful thank you so much